Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 32 Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom the Lord imputes no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. While I kept silence, my body wasted away, through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up by the heat of the summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you at a time of distress. The rush of mighty waters shall not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with glad cries of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding, whose temper must be curbed with bit and bridle, else it will not stay near you. Many are the torments of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Jeremiah chapter 25, verses 15 through 29. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, said to me, Take from my hand this cup of the wine of wrath, and make all the nations to whom I send you drink it. They shall drink and stagger and go out of their minds because of the sword that I am sending among them. So I took the cup from the Lord's hand, and made all the nations to whom the Lord sent me drink it, Jerusalem and the towns of Judah, its kings and officials, to make them a desolation and a waste, an object of hissing and cursing as they are today. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, his servants, his officials, and all his people, all the mixed people, all the kings of the land of Uz, all the kings of the land of the Philistines, Ashkelon, Gaza, Ekron, and the remnant of Ashdod, Edom, Moab, and the Ammonites, all the kings of Tyre, all the kings of Sidon, and the kings of the coastland across the sea, Dadan, Tema, Buz, and all who have shaven temples all the kings of Arabia and all the kings of the mixed peoples that live in the desert, all the kings of Zimri, all the kings of Elam, all the kings of Medea, all the kings of the north, far and near, one after another, and all the kingdoms of the world that are on the face of the earth. And after them, the king of Shashak shall drink. Then you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Drink, get drunk and vomit. Fall and rise no more because of the sword that I am sending among you. And if they refuse to accept the cup from your hand to drink, then you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, You must drink. See, I am beginning to bring disaster on the city that is called by my name, and how can you possibly avoid punishment? You shall not go unpunished, for I am summoning a sword against all the inhabitants of the earth, says the Lord of hosts.
Acts chapter 7, verses 44 through 53. Our ancestors had a tent of testimony in the wilderness, as God directed when he spoke to Moses, ordering him to make it according to the pattern he had seen. Our ancestors in turn brought brought it in with Joshua when they dispossessed the nations that God drove out before our ancestors. And it was there until the time of David, who found favor with God and asked that he might find a dwelling place for the house of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built a house for him. Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made with human hands. As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne and the earth my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make all these things? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you are forever opposing the Holy Spirit, just as your ancestors used to do. Which of the prophets did your ancestors not persecute? They killed those who foretold the coming of the righteous one, and now you have become his betrayers and murderers. You are the ones that received the law as ordained by angels, and yet you have not kept it. Good morning, and welcome to the 11th Tuesday after Pentecost. This morning's readings from uh, Psalm... Acts and Jeremiah, not in that order, um, is uh, kind of pivots on stubbornness. Um, the The bulk of the uh, Jeremiah reading is you know, naming all these different kingdoms, and um, but the purpose of it is to name these kingdoms that will fall by God's wrath, and it's basically like the whole world. Um, and it closes with uh, this kind of alarming section where some might refuse to drink of this cup um, and God tells them I'm bringing disaster um, and it doesn't say exactly it doesn't really, it doesn't really say exactly you know, what happens if you don't drink but you clearly get drunk and vomit so it's, it's some kind of intoxicant and it seems as though it's like this uh, placebo or something like, look, do you really want to see what I'm going to bring upon your nation and the whole world? Um, but, you know, some people might refuse, which is stubborn. And in Acts, um, it talks about stiff-necked people uh, who are uncircumcised in heart and ears. Of course, you don't circumcise your ears, you circumcise your penis. Um, but it's this metaphor of, of set-apartedness set um, a metaphor for being uh, a member of the body of Christ grafted onto the body of Israel. Um, and uh, they oppose the Holy Spirit and kill or persecute the prophets. And so these stubborn, stiff-necked people are uh, kind of driving the, the narrative in the, the reading this morning. Um, and it's when I think of it in terms of the military, I think of um, the, I don't know why, the, the open door policy. I think of barracks, lawyers, um, but also that God, uh, not in these uh, series of passages, but elsewhere, God does allow for a certain amount of stubbornness. This, these aren't like absolutes um, that, you know, we always can tell, oh, you know, God does not tolerate stubbornness. Actually, God does. I mean, as Abraham 
argued with God, uh, not just about Sodom and Gomorrah, but all over the place. Um, and this, this back and forth, this uh, dialogue that, that God's people have with God, individually but also collectively, is actually sometimes um, mutually beneficial and, and like it's almost kind of laughable. I mean, God gets so upset with Moses that he wants to kill him. And yet Moses is the only person that sees God's face, um, you know, directly. Um, but there are times when stubbornness um, are detrimental. The stiff-necked metaphor is like you only see in one direction. You're unable to look left and right and make a calculated decision morally, ritually, you know, whatever. Um, that you're, there's only one way, and it's the way that you're looking. And so this stiff-necked, um, should also imply pain. You know, you're causing yourself pain by uh, not being open to um, alternatives to you know whatever it is that you're trying to do or or accomplish. Um, and it makes me think of one of my Joes um, in Hawaii. Guys, I don't remember his name. Um, was <laughs> just God. He, I don't. I don't know how he didn't get chaptered out so much more quickly and before I ever encountered him. Um, but he just. I mean, he let out the air of my tires <laughs> in my car. Um, he. I mean, he tried to push me down the stairs. I don't know how seriously. Um, but this is also the same private that um, I had to step in and, and call like creditors. Um, people that were after his his uh, his income. Um, there's this weird back and forth that we had. I, I'm not saying I appreciated it at all, um, but there's a certain amount of audacity that is actually kind of helpful and and um, endearing, um, but that can be taken too far. And these passages, it's this reminder of. Um, being stiff-necked can can be detrimental, and in these two cases, God is is not happy with those who um, oppose or kind of obstruct or resist His God's plan. Um, and some Christians may, you know, read this and think, you know, loving God or being a Christian is about you know just following God and following is is not just one direction um, sometimes we are invited to participate in um, God's plan and the direction that our lives and our community's lives take um, and so I, I think it's just I don't know I think it's a back and forth I think maybe I'm biased because I've heard the stiff-necked thing used against people not myself but um, I've heard it at least once. There's like, are you kidding me? Like, really? You're going to try and shut someone down by using something from Acts? I don't know. Um, but uh, as I've said, I think that uh, people like God, because we are made in God's likeness, we have this emotional range. And I think God does as well. Um, and it's... I think it's not um, 
the point is not to say, ah, okay, so some emotions are good and, and some are bad. Um, that, um, you know, there's, you know, some words are off limits. Um, no, I think God, as we are like God, we are welcome and encouraged to embody um, all of these emotional traits, but never so much that it inhibits our ability to, um, you know, love God, love others, um, and participate fully in the in the the life of the body of Christ. I think that, um, but if, you know, if we if we do focus too much on one, then it can be detrimental. A prayer for guidance from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment, and light rises up in darkness for the godly, grant us, in all our doubts and uncertainties, the grace to ask what you would have us do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, that in your light we may see light, and in your straight path may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.